Welcome to Richard Helpy's Common Bridge, the fiercely nonpartisan discussion that seeks policy solutions to issues of the day. Rich is a successful entrepreneur in the technology, health, and finance space. He and his wife, Leslie, are also philanthropists with interest in civic and artistic endeavors with a primary focus on medically and educationally underserved children. Hello, welcome to The Common Bridge. I'm your host, Rich Helpy. Thanks so much for joining us. Common Bridge is available on most podcast outlets on YouTube TV and, of course, at richardhelpy.com. On Independence Day, I had a very short 11-minute talk about what Independence Day is, about where we might go as a nation to form a more perfect union. And we got a lot of positive feedback from that and lots of congratulations and, frankly, thanks. And I want to just build on that a little bit. And remember, my brand promise is that there will be something for everybody to dislike in absolutely every episode. And I think in this one in particular, you know, if you want the talking points from side A or side B, there's plenty of places to go for that. But I want to talk about where we go from here as an American nation. And I do mean a United States. We all got here in a different way, but we're here today and we're all forging the same future. And we really need to think about which direction we want to go. And so just today, I'm going to talk about two paths. One of them, of course, is the path that we're on, and that's what I call the partisan path and news as entertainment. And that would contrast that with you know throwing off that manipulation and moving to use our common sense and the powers of self-government to move to a better future. So I am going to talk about those two paths, what I see as the inevitable conclusions, and maybe a few simple practices to steer us away. So let me start with the partisan path. You know, what is it all about? It's really about victory. It's about defeating the other. How do you do that? You disparage them. You make them subhuman. You censor them. You lock them out of the public square. You intimidate them. Maybe you bring rifles to one of their gatherings, but you erase them. But by any means necessary, destroy their credibility or destroy them or seize their rights. Now, that path, for those that enjoy that, is simply because they don't believe you can convince someone with the power of your arguments or the strength of your logic that that they will ever listen. That's because those people, those people over there, they're bad, they're ill-intentioned, they're cruel, they're stupid, they just don't get it. If you buy the nonsense that passes for reporting these days, this narrative will sound very familiar. And it doesn't matter if it's coming from this poll or that poll, it's all the same. The fourth estate, the news, has surrendered its most precious asset, and that is public trust. They don't hold those elected accountable. Instead, they relay talking points to their targeted audience. Now, the other path is what I call the common sense and the, or the common bridge. We'll respect each other. We'll insist on policy over partisanship. We'll insist on reporting integrity. And I'll, I'll go into this just in a little bit. So if we go back and we look at that partisanship and news as entertainment, what are we getting? Partisans will be very, very happy to get your votes, your donations, and your vocal support 
while doing nothing to solve the issues of the day or seize the opportunities of the moment. They're very happy they have you yelling, just look around. The reporting industry, they'll happily accept your eyeballs, your clicks, your viewership, your money in the bank to them. Social media will be happy to record your habits, take your personal information, and sell it to others. And as citizens, what are we going to be left with? We're going to have competitive outrage from this side and from that side. We will support misinformation and disinformation that seems to benefit us personally and strike out at the other. We'll dehumanize them, censor them, erase them from public life. Now, does that sound like the ideals of any type of desirable nation? Does it sound like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Or are we going to get more angry? Are we going to become more confused, more disgusted, more frustrated, more fearful, or perhaps throw in the towel and just disengage? What will our society look like if we take this partisan path to its nth degree? We already know this. Neither the Democrats or the Republicans have any incentive at all to forge compromise. They've been doing it for years. Nobody's holding them to account. We know what a society looks like when the reporting industry doesn't tell us what's actually in the legislation. We know that the red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican, villain versus hero, sports-oriented programming where there should be news will lead us to one place, more outrage. More outrage. That's what it'll lead us to. So who wins in this partisanship world? Well, it's not you and it's not me. It's not people just trying to forge a better life for themselves and for their children and their grandchildren. Ultimately, the clash of these cults becomes completely predatory. So today, depending on what side of this fence you're on, you might be useful as an ally today of someone that is abusing their positions of trust, their position of power, But is that because you are useful for the moment or truly part of the future? Here's a caution. If a person or group gains wealth, gains influence, gains power by spewing misinformation, disinformation, and crushing the other, how long before the differences become so minor that you or me are indeed the other? There is zero chance of tolerance because they didn't come to power on tolerance and discussion. There's zero chance of live and let live, and there's zero chance of diversity down this partisan pathway. Ultimately, unchecked accountability and power turns on its supporters, and we can already see a little evidence of this today. But we're better than this. And is a common bridge a better way or is it just a fantasy? Can we find our commonality and not our differences? Look, I'm a perpetual optimist and I believe we can. And I do spend a lot of time talking to people and it doesn't matter where they're coming from. You can reason with people individually. So it's not the broad citizenry where this problem exists. It's with the Democrats, it's with the Republicans, and it's with the reporting industry. Those are the people we need to tell to behave better, and we need to tell to report us actual facts, what's in the legislation. And look, we can 
support our commonality and be very proud of our heritages and proud to be an American. We can look at issues with an eye to policy versus ancestral identity. We can demand that these great communication tools we have are used to inform us fairly and allow unfettered communication. Now, how might this common bridge or commonality path turn out? Well, for one thing, we'd get policy because politicians that didn't deliver policy wouldn't return. Reporting outlets that didn't report on policy would get turned off. And think about this. Today, I can prove this by saying this. We don't have answers for reliable health care insurance that is not tied to one's job. We have people that are in fear of not being able to access care where they need it most. We don't have an answer for firearms, although the answer is right there in front of us. We don't have a unified plan about climate and the environment, about crime and violence. We don't have a unified look at election confidence and voting integrity. And both sides are setting up for us to be distrusting of whatever happens in 2022. We don't have an answer on immigration, although I'm told we have a million people crossing our southern border. And we have people who have been living in our country their entire lives that are floating in limbo about what their status might be. We can't reach a consensus on public health and what the right measure should be. We've allowed a mental health crisis to explode 30% more suicides more opioid addiction. We have unequal education and we have barriers to higher education and crushing student debt. And you've heard all of these issues and they're not getting addressed. We lack equality and we lack infrastructure. Look, everybody needs to be confident of our bridges, our roadways, our water systems, our sewage removal. And yes, we need broadband. We all need that. All of these issues I've just talked about are framed in our reporting and by our partisan politicians as your team versus their team. It's talking points versus what is the real problem or the opportunity and what's the policy solution. And I've seen some crazy things, and this would be a three-hour podcast, just what I've read in the last two weeks. So three simple steps to resolve this. Number one, quit voting for a brand. Ask those that we elect to behave better and work on policy. Ask them to define the issues in a way that makes sense. Let's find out what that issue is and let's solve it. And we've done that on the Common Bridge despite people coming from completely different perspectives. Quit watching programs that trigger your outrage button. If you're watching a program and you're walking away angry and you're angry at something else or the other, turn it off. All you're doing is feeding that industry that is designed to get you outraged. And lastly, everywhere you go, ask the simple question, what is the policy? What's in the legislation? And whether you're communicating on social media, talking with a friend, or engaged elsewhere, let's get down to what's really there. Thanks for having a listen or a view. This is Rich Helpy, and I'm signing off today on The Common Bridge. You have been listening to Richard Helpy's Common Bridge podcast. Recording and post-production provided by Stunt3 Multimedia. All rights are reserved by Richard Helpy. For more information, visit richardhelpy.com.